0: Love Talk Radio Spax Spax is Spax Spaxi Spaxi
1: Welcome to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest
0: talking. Boxing, boxes. boxing,
1: boxing, boxing, boxing. Outsiders Boxing
2: Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect, like we do each and every Wednesday. Oh, today's Thursday, so you know what that means. Must have been something important going on. And yes, it was. Toronto put that work in on them light-skinned cats from Golden State. But before we get into anything, I'm going to give a shout-out because on this day in 19... 44, you know, the Allied troops, that's America, uh, the U.K., Canada, all those guys out there, New England. I mean, New England, New Zealand, Australia, all these guys went out there and went in on D-Day. Y'all all all seen, uh, what was that? Ah, I forgot the name of the the damn whatchamacallit show where they run in, they open the gates, and boys are just getting – picked off but yeah this first day that america went out there started putting work in on those nazis so uh shout out to everybody that's still alive that went to there and uh you know it was memorial day a lot of i'm sure a lot of those guys were the guys that we honored and i'm sure there's still a few around today um so just a little moment of silence for those guys Now, on to my week. I'm out here in West Texas, Big Springs, Texas to be exact. You know, I'm chilling yesterday. I'm watching the game. It's about 8 o'clock. Mind you, it gets dark around. Uh, you know, it's still light outside right now. It gets dark around nine fifteen, nine thirty out here. So I'm watching the game. Game starts. At 8, game starting up, peeping it out, I I hear a lot of wind. You know, I'm from Houston, so I'm I'm terrified of getting caught by a tornado or something, so I'm hearing the wind. I'm freaking out. I look outside. I open the curtains. It's pitch black outside. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'm hearing wind. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, shit. I don't hear no alarms, though. So I'm like, all right, let me go downstairs. I go downstairs. I open the door. It's windy as fuck sand hit me all in the face. I can't see shit. I got to run back in. So I go to the front desk, I ask the lady, what the hell's going on? This is a dust storm. i never seen no shit like that in my life. I was scared for a second. When I realized it was a dust storm and it wasn't a tornado, I was good. So, So I'm glad to be here today you know, to talk a lot of boxing because we got, we got a good little – we got – I won't say a good – we don't have any great fights going on. In fact, you know, this is almost laughable of what's going down this weekend. But we have a lot that's going on in boxing and a lot to talk about. So we'll see. We'll see what's up with the fam, if they're going to get in or, or not. You never know with these guys. I'll put in a call, see what's going on. But first of all, it's International Boxing Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame Weekend, and uh, you know we never we never really do this. I think this is probably the second time that we were that we were able to do this. But we're gonna go ahead and give a shout out to all. The people that were, you know, that are inductees this year, 2000, uh, the 2019 class of the International Boxing Hall of Fame. And how the Hall of Fame goes, you've got five categories. You got the modern guys, I think that's from like 89 to the present. You got the old timers, which is 42 to present. You got the pioneers, I guess that's anything after uh, 1942. It might have been eighteen forty-two. Might even be no. I think that's nineteen forty-two. Then you got the non-participants, which are like the trainers, the um, you know the promoters, guys that are in boxing but they're they're not fighting. And you got the observers, which is the media, you know, guys like that, journalists and stuff like that. So this year, you know, the inductees are Donald Curry. Um, who was, uh, I think he was a unified welterweight at one time. You know, all these guys are a little, little older than me, a little above my time. Um, you got Julian Hawk Jackson. I think he was like 50, uh, he's 55 and six with 49 KOs. He's one of the guys that was giving boys the blues. I've seen a little bit of stuff on, you know, on YouTube, you know, like I said, a little older. A little old, a little before my boxing time. And also James Buddy McGirt, who had something crazy. I think he had like 70, 80 fights, something like that. He was, uh, he might have been a welterweight, a welterweight champion. A little smaller guy came up through the welterweights. Um, The old timer was Tony DeMarco. Not really sure who he is, but shout out to him. Non-participants was Don Elbum. He's a matchmaker and a promoter, Guy Jutras, a referee and a judge, and uh, Lee Samuels, which is a publicist. And the observers this year, Teddy Atlas who's a broadcaster. You know, Teddy Atlas used, was a trainer also, but I don't think he's a Hall of Fame trainer. Well, I know he's not a an international boxing Hall of Fame trainer. I think I looked up. He had some like New York and Rhode Island boxing Hall of Fames as a as – a, um, trainer but this right here is just for his work on tv and also mario rivera martino a journalist so shout out to all those guys i'm not sure you know none of these guys were the best of the best i would say you know donald curry Looked like he did a lot of good work from 83 to 86 with the, being the unified welterweight champ. But this was in the day and age where when I don't think the welterweights were popping like that. Julian Hawk Jackson, you know, KOing boys, middleweight champ. I don't think he was ever unified or anything like that. And Buddy McGirt, same type of deal. I think he might have won the championship once or twice. But, you know, so this was a slim picking year. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. They are Hall of Famers now. So salute to those guys, for sure. But on to the next topic.
3: Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that.
2: Now, the Hall of Fame, I guess they've got, you know, the Hall of Fame fight, you know, like they do in football, where they got the, uh, you know, you got the Hall of Fame game and all that stuff like that. And we've got a blast from the past, fighting. And I'm glad my man Janelle is on because this seems like one of his favorite fighters making a comeback at 41 years old. You know, this is a guy who, you know, he he only really lost. He's only lost to the best. You know, let's go down a few of these guys. This guy's L's because he's 44 and nine. He's, he's lost to, well, when I say the best, he's lost to top tier, top name guys. Late, his, his latest L was to Paula Malignaggi back in 2013 for some uh, national belt. He lost to Danny Garcia in 2013. He lost to Amir Khan in 2011. He lost to Joshua Cloudy in 2008. He lost to Kodo in 2007. He lost to Mayweather Jr. 2006. He lost to Baldemir in 2006. He lost to Corey Spinks in 2004, but he got to get back and slept Corey Spinks after that. And last but not least, he did the stanky leg to Costa Zoo back in 2001. And if you haven't guessed, Jab Zuda. Is making another comeback fighting in the little, I guess, the Hall of Fame fight on Fight TV Friday night against some guy from New York named Cletus Seldon, who's 23 and 1 with 19 KOs. I'm not sure why the hell this is going on. I'm not sure what the hell is going on. Last time I saw Judah, he was in some kind of, uh, in some scrubs, like maybe he was a nurse or or some kind of assistant. I, I think we saw him like that with a little uh or whatever they call I think we saw a picture like that so I don't know if the money isn't right. He's looking for a payday or if Judah is very serious about making a comeback at 41 years old. I mean if, you know, Manny's still doing his thing, maybe Judah thinks he can do his thing Let's take it to Janelle, see if he has any thought on his boy, Super Zab Judah, or Zab Super Judah, against some guy named Cletus Sheldon from New York City. Janelle, what's popping, man? What you feel about these fights? What's going on? About this fight? I
1: mean, I mean it's, like, it's like I expected. It's like I say that, that a lot of these guys are the city retired, retirement. They're going to come back eventually. Eventually, Andre Ward will come back. I mean, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, man, I know like, he's like a nurse out there in Vegas. I think he was. He was a little nurse. But, hey, he can make more money. He can probably make that money that he makes out of oh, being a nurse in one fight than when he makes a whole fucking year being a nurse. I'm sure he'll make more money. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I can't knock the guy, man. The guy can make that much money. If you can make money off it, he's got to make a living. He, you know, he's he got a family to provide for us, So, hey. I mean, back in the day, I used to always knock guys for it, but now it's like, hey, guys, if 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 it's money to be made and people will watch you, shit, so why not get that money? At the end of the day, maybe everybody got bills to pay. You can't knock a man for wanting to pay his bills. You know what I mean?
2: Is anybody? Don't knock them. Do you think anybody is watching this? It's on, it's on, it's on Fight TV. I think Fight TV is where you can see your local wrestling promotions, like pay-per-views. And, uh, like, oh, when somebody. I say local, like, the Houston people can watch theirs. Like, I got, you know, Booker T. has some. I think his comes on Fight TV. And I think there's, like, one in New York City, the local fighting, and theirs come on Fight TV. So, for fourteen ninety nine, you think anybody's going to be paying for this?
1: Well, somebody is. This, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's going to make more money than one fight than he makes the whole fucking year being a nurse. So, it's like, I don't think anybody in the small call would deny that. I'm going get, I'm hey, make that money. That's all I gotta say. I don't knock him for it. If people gonna pay, don't for let it, that hey, money make that you.
2: Money. Hey, make that money, boy. Don't let the money make you. Yeah. I forgot what movie that was I from. I think that's from uh, the
1: movie I just don't the knock fighters for that anymore. The way I used to, I used to knock fighters a lot for that, but I don't knock them anymore for that. I, I really don't. I mean, now if they get yeah, knocked out got, left and right, if they get in their asses, what they left and right, and keep trying to come back and shit after being knocked out senseless. Then I would say, hey, call the call the career. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Judas. I guess it's been, it's been a few years off. It's been a few years off. He didn't disgrace himself against Danny Garcia. It was actually a hard fought match against Danny Garcia. I was surprised about that. I mean, I mean, it was a hard fought match. But at the end of the day, I mean, after a few years off. I, some guys always get that certain spunk to want to get back in there again. After a few years, you know what I'm saying? He realized I mean, guys know, damn, I got to see if I still got it. You know what I mean? I got to see if I still got it. And that's what's going on right now with Jab Judah. He want to see if he still got it.
2: Well, yeah, we're going to – well, we're not going to see. We might see on YouTube after the fact. But uh,
1: Judah's coming
2: (laughs) off two wins. (laughs) He's coming off two wins. He beat some guy named Jorge Munguia back in 2017. TKO'd him. And, well, I didn't know and, uh,
0: I didn't even know about, I didn't even know about that. I didn't know yeah. Then in me, so, uh,
2: January of oh, wow. January of 2018, he fought, uh, Noel racon, So he's, he's been on a year and a half hiatus, but yo, he's coming back and we'll see if he's serious, but let's go ahead. Uh, I think my man JP is on, uh, Let's go ahead and take it to JP, man. JP, what's going on, man? We've got we just been talking about the little Hall of Fame inductees uh, and Zab Judah in the little Hall of Fame fight on Friday night against some guy named Cletus Selton. Are you at all interested in a Super Judah at 41 years of
4: age?
0: <clears throat> no, nah, man, not at all, not at all. We know he can't compete even at a – Average level amongst good fighters, so no, not at all interested in what Zab's going to do. But I am interested to hear who's on that Hall of Fame inductee list. What are what are some of the notables off there, Willis?
2: Uh Well, you know, let me go ahead and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it again. We got a uh, Donald Curry, Julian Hog Jackson. Okay. And uh Buddy McGurk are the fighters. The old timer was uh Delgado, some guy named So it's like five little, it's five, five sections of uh for his modern pioneer, non participant, <clears throat> and observant, and old timer. So the old timer was uh Tony DeMarco. uh the non participants was Don El Elbum, was who's a matchmaker. Uh, Guy Gutierrez, who's a referee, and Lee Samuels, who's a publicist. Teddy Atlas made it as a broadcaster, and so did Mario Rivera Martino made it as a journalist. So those are the guys. Nothing but too, you know. Donald Curry, he did his thing, and so did Julian Jackson. But you know that was that was in the 80s. I'm not I'm not up to speed too too up to speed on those guys.
0: Yeah, now Julian Jackson is one of those dudes, and I'll speak for myself and say that I didn't see a lot of his career, course, probably because I'm not old enough. I'm born in 82. Secondly, I don't know if he ever made it to that, like, you know, elite echelon of career-wise. I know he held some belts for some time. But that man has a lot of highlights. Whatever he was doing, he was knocking dudes out. So that's one thing I know about Julian Jackson. Buddy McGirt's still around the sport, uh, making his contributions to his, to the sport. I don't know how good of a fighter he was necessarily. Um, a lot of times you see trainers, fighters who become trainers. They usually aren't that great of fighters, similar to how you see coaches in other sports. Um, Player turned coach. He was 73-6.
1: Uh,
0: oh, wow. 48K well, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. sounds pretty good. But, you know, it's usually a Steve Kerr, you know, something of that level. You know, a, a Joe Girardi for the Yankees. Um, what's my man? Uh, Dave Dave Morgan, or I think his name is whatever the Dodgers guy is. But, uh, yeah, there's usually an average ball player and makes a pretty good coach. You never see a stud player turn a good coach. But, uh yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I don't think he was a stud. N- nothing like that. This guy Donald Curry, like I don't know who he is, but I know you, if you, Donald Curry was a unified, the unified welterweight champion, it looked like for at least three years. And he's um, yeah. thirty-four yeah. and six, though he started catching them l's after that. But he was going strong for you. a little bit.
0: Teddy Atlas i was wondering man why don't i see teddy atlas nobody using teddy atlas in their corner i'm wondering this because you know teddy atlas has given us some great sound bites you're a fireman we go to the fire and all that shit right you know and it's like it looks like teddy is a really motivating type uh corner man you know a trainer but obviously teddy doesn't have any clients so i've wondered why so out now On YouTube you can catch Teddy's podcast I don't know if it's a podcast But he has a YouTube channel where it's just basically him and some other dude Talking boxing similar to what we're doing Um, Teddy is uh, I want to say crazy About boxing He's like too deep And too into boxing Teddy talks for about hour Hour and a half straight About nuances And and, uh, to add to that to another story, man. There's old there's a video on YouTube, the Customado Psychology. Uh Customato famously known as you know, to our generation at least, as Mike Tyson's uh mentor, the guy who took Mike Tyson out of Brownsville and had him living in the house and that's Customado. Customado
2: um brainwashed brain boy that boy.
0: Patterson. Brainwashed him, right, Willis So you know what I'm talking about. But uh um, Teddy Atlas was also on there, and you could see Teddy Atlas almost like a father figure to Mike Mike Tyson in them times. Teddy Atlas back then wasn't the Teddy Atlas quite we see today as far as personality, but you're able to see a, a different Teddy Atlas who was kind of taking a young uh, Mike Tyson under his arm and you know, trying to mold him into a, a decent person. I think if Costumado would have never died at that time, we might have got a great, great champion, but died a little too soon, I think. On to you, Willa. I'm
1: sorry to, I'm sorry to cut you off. I asked one thing about the Customado Tyson and uh and uh, Teddy Atlas thing. Um actually uh Teddy Atlas didn't speak to Customado or Customato didn't speak to Teddy Atlas about a year or two before his death because uh Teddy, Teddy actually pulled a load of gun on Mike Tyson and, and threatened to kill him because I think something about how Tyson was trying to get with somebody that's in, in Teddy Atlas's family. I think his, his younger sister or something like that. I'm not sure, but something like that. But then he pulled a load of gun on Mike and, and Mike ran and told Customado, Customado, stop talking to Teddy Atlas. But even before that, it was having a little turmoil because Teddy Atlas was trying to get uh, Tyson to leave Customado and train under him. It was a lot of turmoil. Under that whole roof there That no one really talked about today Unless you're from New York A lot of guys don't really know about it Unless you're from New York You don't really know about it like that But you know what I'm saying And, and Mike was loyal to Model, so, so he told Customato About how Tess uh, Tev- uh, tried to get him to leave Custom And just train him to him Exclusively And then we put the gun on Mike That's when uh, uh, Customato just stopped fucking with Teddy I was period after that Because Customato was like a He saw Mike as literally his son
0: he was literally his son, literally. Yeah, well, I, yeah. definitely I heard that story. But, shit, I know Mike did something. Now, it was uh, Teddy's daughter. I don't know the exact stories. But I know Teddy ain't pulled that pistol for no reason. And Mike Gaz deserved that shit, I'm sure. Yeah, that's
2: what it's, Yeah, he Yeah,
0: trying. you know, as a trainer,
2: he's not a Hall of Famer. So, you know, he's on there for talking, for breaking it down for giving outrageous takes Teddy Adler. So uh yeah I guess we're we're done with that uh, little Hall of Fame and the Hall of Fame fight so uh, Hey man fuck
3: all that. Fuck all that
2: let's get to the main events. <clears throat> Gennady Golufkin thirty eight one and won. 38 Canelo and Canelo, I like to say. Is fighting some guy named Steve Rose. He might as well be fighting Janelle Parkinson, as far as I'm concerned. We don't know who the hell this guy is. Janelle might be able to give this guy Steve Rose some work. He is 19-0, to but he's only got 10 KOs. Is anybody going to watch this fight? Does anybody care? Janelle, do you care about this fight at all? I know Gennady was your boy for a while there. But do you have you know? Do you care <laughs> so about
3: we'll this see. at all? Um, I mean, of course
1: I'm gonna watch it because I'm a boxing fan. I'm I mean, i do not know who this guy Rose is, but of course I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna see how good Eddie Glock is or oh, with his new trainer. I think his new trainer is trying to make him look like a black guy as far as fighting finesse and shit. It was kind of like it was kind of like watching uh Rocky in uh, Rocky what was it, Rocky three with uh Apollo Creed started training Rocky and and uh, how to fight like a black guy and be more finesse and shit. You know what I mean? I was watching the um thing on the zone the other night and I thought I'm like, God damn, he's trying to, he's trying to transform Ganet Galafian into like a, a literally a black fighter. It's like man, you don't break you know what I'm saying? it's too late in his career for that, really. It's too late in his it's too late in his career for that. You know what Jonathan mean? Jonathan Banks. Yeah. If we saw the drills that he had he he had Triple G doing, is like, you know, that's not Triple G's game. Triple G's game is not like, trying to be like a black guy. Trying to be finesse. So, it's like, he going to...
2: He went from Mexican style gonna, to black style.
1: Well, the black style is being finesse and, and being quick with your hands and being... If you saw that video, if you saw with the little clips, if he go on the Zone app and if you watch exactly what the, the little drills he was doing, I'm like, God damn. He's trying to have... And Triple he was breathing hard. After the exercise, he was breathing hard. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, That's not his game, man. That's just not his game. And, I mean, it could backfire, but, of course, I'm going to watch and see how he do. Oh, Jonathan Banks in his corner. And I want to see. I am mean, this guy is not really any comp for him in my eyes, but still want to see how he looks. Because from what I've seen in that video, it's like, that's not what you do with Triple G at this late in his career or trying to transform him. I just don't think it's going to be a good idea.
2: Is he going to get the K.O.?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know much about the guy he's fighting. You know, I don't know anything about the guy really. I've never seen none of his fights. I never even heard about him until this book, this fight was booked. You know. That's crazy.
2: That's crazy. JP, man, are you gonna be you gonna be watching this, checking this out at all? This is almost as bad as the Judah Cletus
0: Seldon fight. I will be tuning in. And I disagree with you now. Uh, Jonathan Banks is not like, it ain't like it's Floyd Mayweather Sr. Or, you know, like some dude who classically trained black fighters. Jonathan Banks' most notable project, and the guy he's probably spent most time with, is Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, Jonathan Banks is a derivative of the crunk gym. So I don't think that fight style from there is necessarily, and that's also Lennox Lewis. So I don't feel that fight style Is you know let me dance around And do the holly shuffle on you The fight style is more let me Stay behind my jab Come in behind his jab Double up on his jab and drop his right hand <clears throat> That's what you've seen with Klitschko That's what you've seen with Hearns um, A lot of the more notable fighters And it's, you know I heard Banks talk about it he said look I'm not here To reinvent the wheel Here but We want to give Gennady a little more Make him a little more harder to hit Um, Gennady in the fights with Canelo Had his best moments When he was quote unquote Fighting black style versus Canelo When Gennady decided to be Gennady And be in there and I'm going to just come forward A fighter like Canelo who could get off in flurries With some impressive clean shots is going to be able to sway the audience and, and judges doing that. But when Gennady said, you know what, I'm going to just keep these gloves on. I'm going to just be jabbing. I disagree. I'm going ju- uh, so? to Hold on, hold on, Janelle. Finish, hold on.
2: Finish.
0: So, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with that part of it. So, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning in. And for the same reason as Janelle to see if Gennady is able to make – does he look different? You know, that's what everybody's going to be tuning in to see. I don't think, you know, Jonathan Banks is not stupid. You don't come in with a dude 36 years older, so I'm going to turn you into Floyd Mayweather. No, he's not going to do that. So the, the adjustments will be uh, marginal, you know, slight, but I believe it will you'll, you will see a different Golovkin who, who may be a little more jab, you know, a lot more jabs and a lot more right hands, you know, that's that's my my guess.
2: Go ahead, Janelle.
0: Well, I disagree when you, you said you about disagree. how. Um,
1: I disagree when you said about how. Um, he was looking better. When he was trying to be like a black guy because he got no credit for that in the rematch. He got no credit for being like a black guy staying outside and working the jab. It, at least in the first fight, he got a draw. Oh, uh, uh, when he was being himself and being a stalker. But when he started being a, a yeah, but black guy, he's a jabby moving. He got no credit. He got he, he got no credit for that. But he got that's no the judges.
0: That. That's boxing politics. That don't got nothing to do with what really happened in the ring. Because we all know what really happened. Okay. He got course, well.
1: everybody, according to Willer, huh? uh, Canelo won the rematch. Yeah, Canelo yeah, won the Canelo. rematch, and and, and and got to draw the first one. Like like I said, he's. Thirty-eight oh, Canelo and Canelo, fuck out of here! See, hey, let's take it to Canelo the Canelo
0: get
1: fighting. Let's take get on a curve. Hey, whatever, dude. Let's take let's take it to the
2: club. I think my man RC's out here. RC, man, we're talking about this uh, Golovkin, Lil G versus Steve Rose fight. You tuning in for that one, man? Oh man, you know
3: how
1: it is when you get me on a Thursday. The only little G I know is Gabriel Floyd from out here in Stockton, California, about two and a half up for me. That's the only little G I know. But unfortunately, I'm gonna keep my the zone subscription just to watch this fight. And given the fact that you you could it's the business of you never know, somebody could pull off a upset as we have seen with with uh Jay Rock Williams and and Heard and as we've seen with Doughboy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua, I'm not buying into the upset as of that right now, even though upsets will be a big part of all of sports, as we've seen what Toronto did yesterday to go to state. But, um, nah, man, I'm really hyped oh for it, though. And, and there ain't no we, neither. There ain't no we. I'm the only person who's been on this train. So you and JP, you guys talking about we, now there ain't no we. There, there, we, there, we, there, I'm British Canadian. We we no nah, hell nah, nah, no. We is too many people. We is too many people. That's all I know. So um, uh, but no yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that. Look, man, Willa, you know, as I sent in a group message, we got about about uh, OTG where we came from. I ain't never been sold on on triple G. So I don't expect to see what he did against is Mata Rosen. I don't expect to see none of that. I expect to see Triple G showing his age more than anything and going 12 rounds in this fight, picking up a W as he would. And, I mean, they're trying to lead into this Canelo, Triple G, 3 bullshit. Who gives a fuck about that fight? I don't care. I never cared about the first one. I don't want to see none of that. We got Clambutero versus what? <laughs> Old age? Come on, man. They can miss me with that shit. But we already know what time it is. The love him picking up a W. And this one is not going to be impressive as it was when he had Vondas mother rosen uh, who was a guy who hasn't fought in two years, all that bullshit. But, uh, you know, is what it is is.
2: Well, I'm probably going to check this out. I'm not really looking forward to it, but, you
1: know.
3: And I we already gotta, know Canelo
1: cause... been cheating this whole time. Clambuteroids, steroids, all that. Yeah, that's why I'm pushing the button. But go ahead and mute me, Willis. Willis Green. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: exactly what I was about to – yeah, exactly. That's what he wanted to do. That's what I had to do. Get him out of here. We're not making any accusations against fighters over here. You know, that's not what we do here, especially not Canelo. Boys mad because Golovkin got his ass whipped twice. Got lucky the first time. Second time, that was almost easy work. But <clears throat> I'm going to check this out, like y'all said, just to see if Golovkin has it. I'm pretty sure he's going to watch this guy roll, probably knock him out. Uh, if he doesn't go, if he does go 12 rounds, it's going to be an embarrassment. And I don't think Triple G is going to get embarrassed like that. He, he done made the heel turn already. He's taught, he's, he, he's, uh, he's got the black trainer. He's speaking his own language now. He's not doing interviews, talking, uh, speaking a broken English and trying to sound like golly G guy. You know, he still sounds like that. At least he's speaking his own language. He done made the heel turn. So we'll see what he's got. But uh, it, it doesn't look... It's not that interesting to me. But...
3: Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that.
2: Oscar Valdez is fighting some guy. I looked it up. He's like the 11th ranked WBO guy, uh, ranked by the WBO featherweight, Jason Sanchez, 14-0. and 0. Oscar Valdez. I saw his last fight. I, I was there in person. I got to see him whoop the guy Tomlinson, and I'm going to see R.C. RC Tomlinson, that's the guy that got his ass whooped and then uh, and then proposed, right? You remember that?
1: All I know is Can- Canelo be on steroids, clambulterol. Oh,
2: well, I don't... We had to cut him short. Who knows what the hell R.C.'s doing, but Tomlinson, I think of Valdez whooped his ass, and then Tomlinson got on his knee and proposed to his wife there, out there in Dallas. Valdez is a good fighter, but he's fighting another easy fight. I'm not sure what that's all about. The WBO, the, the next, the number one guy, the number one contender in the WBO is uh, Shakur Stevenson. So I don't know why he's fighting this guy way down here. Yeah, number 11. Uh, but Oscar Valdez is pretty good. But this fight, I'm not really that into. Janelle, anything on that Yo, Valdez up? Sanchez? Anything on Valdez Sanchez?
1: I'm not really too into the fight, but of course I'm gonna watch it just because I'm a boxing fan. Okay, ESPN.
2: It's on ESPN. JP, yes, sir. I think, I know, I think you like. Uh, I think you're a fan of Oscar Valdez. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of these Mexican guys that does does a lot of Mexican work. He's going to the body. He's knocking boys out. He got that guy Tomlinson out of here last time. I think he beat Scott Quigg. <laughs> gave him that work. Uh, are you interested in this fight, him against this guy
0: Sanchez? Another washing, more than likely. Uh, not interested in it as far as a competitive aspect. However, like you mentioned, Willa. And you are a, a ditto-type guy. You must have a memory on you. I, I do like me some Oscar Valdez. Became a fan of his uh, down at a fight at the Stub hub. Oscar, you know, a warrior, man. I, I feel like they should be... I know he suffered some pretty significant injury here not too long ago. So, But I do believe Oscar is the type of fighter you can put him in with the best. He'll rise to the occasion and he'll put up a great fight, win, lose, or draw. So this is one of them blood warrior type dudes that you can, you can turn into that Gotti if, if you play him right. See, so they might be trying to season him and marinate him and trying to keep that oh, it's i don't, I'm not sure if those still there. But, you know, they're they, they Yeah, he's, that uh, and the fire. Yeah, trying to keep the O. Oh, you don't have to do that with him because he's going to resonate. His warrior spirit will resonate with us all. Let him go, man. Let him go fight the best. Win, lose, or draw. But he's gonna fight. Now, if you might go out, and maybe gets knocked out cold. You don't know. But he is gonna fight. So I do like me some Oscar Valdez, and I'll be watching just for that.
2: Yeah, Valdez is one of those guys that he does he does do a lot of good work in there, and he and he's gonna fight, and he's gonna get punched. And he's gonna. it's going to be a good fight every time. So, I saw him live. I'm a fan of his. And so, I'll definitely be checking it out. He's probably going to watch this guy Sanchez, 11th ranked. Uh, but like R.C. said, you never know. With the game of boxing, it's been very funny this last couple of weeks. And speaking of... Hey, man,
3: fuck all that. Fuck all that. Getting
2: into the news part of the show, we got... AJ finally speaking out, speaking up, and uh, we'll just go directly into it. This is from AJAnthonyJoshua.com.
1: Andreas Hill, SportingNews.com, here with the heavyweight champion of the world who has four world titles, Anthony Joshua. Anthony, you're here for the Pavekin fight. You're here to announce the launch of the zone. Yeah. But there was some madness on stage. <laughs> what was that with Big Baby Miller?
2: Oh, man. Never mind. That was an old one. I think they held me on that one. Well, <coughs> my bad. Let me try to pull that up. <coughs> we'll bring that. Hold on, hold on, man. Yeah, we'll bring we'll Are bring that back in a second, man. I was uh, yeah, I hit that too hard too at the same time. But we'll bring that back in a second. Let's go ahead and talk about because I'm I, I do have it. I'm gonna bring that back, Harrison. Versus Charlo, two is off. Harrison somehow messed up his ankle, I believe. He's getting surgery. After talking all that noise, I was very interested in the fight. No boys might have even been thinking about going to it. But I'm very disappointed. I was looking forward to that. Now he's fighting some guy, Coda. Um, You know, not even some guy we've never heard of. But You know, the fight's still going on. JP, how disappointed are you in this? And, uh, you know, because I know we were looking forward to seeing the fight.
0: Man, definitely looking forward to that fight. Some real bad blood. And on top of that, bad blood. You know, this is a rare combination with this fight. You have the bad blood and two aggressive, high Level fighters like you know Arguably you could argue two of the top fighters In the division So man I was Really looking forward to this you're going to have uh, Jamel coming in There super determined Feels he was robbed feels his Titles weren't rightfully Taken from the champion and I Felt the same you know I felt like Jesus that was One of the easier Um Guy coming in being the contender to a champion and getting out of there with the belt. But nonetheless, Tony Harrison showed well for himself. And Tony Harrison has talked him as shit. And he's not afraid of that dude. And I think that actually is in Jamel's head. It's actually a, Tony Harrison is better on the mic and back it up in the ring. and But Tony Harrison is a lot more articulate and contemplated. When he speaks and you know he kind of Talks Jamel into walls To some degree but I knew Jamel's going to be Coming in here like a a raging Bull and Harrison was Going to play Matador and we were Going to see if Jamel could Get it back And that was all taken away from us It doesn't look good for Harrison man Pulling out with an injury I'm not sure what The injury is But I am Highly disappointed and let down it was also going to be a weekend that we, the Outsiders Boxing Podcast panel, get down there to Dallas, I think it was going to be, and, uh, you know, we was going to try to catch it there. So highly disappointed, man. Harrison, I hope you really fucking hurt. I'm sure he is. I'm not going to question Harrison's character in that way. He seems like a pretty stand-up dude, actually a really stand-up type of guy. So I believe Harrison's really hurt. No, something must have happened in training. And disappointed, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, I, he might be really hurt. Uh, I think they say he's getting ankle surgery. So I don't even know, you know, that must be real serious. But he also could be scared of them H-Town Bs dropping on him. Let's go ahead and uh, – no, before we go there. Let's uh, – hey, Janelle, were you looking – how uh, upset are you about the Harrison Charlo be- two being called off, if at all? Were you looking forward to that?
1: I was looking forward to it because I want to. I want to see if Charlo could actually redeem himself. And uh, um, I mean, uh, I think it's gonna happen again down the road. It's gotta happen again. It's gotta happen again down the road. But as of now, it's called off. So, but there's a few other rematches I'm looking forward to. You know what I'm saying? Even besides that fight. You know, but I think Charlo will get his time back to redeem himself. He'll get his time eventually.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, let's take it to this boy Simon. Simon's on the call. Simon, what's popping, man? We talked about uh, that Judah fight, Golovkin, Valdez, a lot of washings going on, and the Charlo Harrison being called off.
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, man, I mean, uh, things happen in life, you know, uh, no reason to stress about it, you know, uh, I know a lot of people are going to come up with assumptions and everything, but, you know, uh, for now, you know, take a man for his word. I mean, I don't, you know, see why he would be ducking, you know, that fight when there's a rematch clause. So it's like, he's got to fight him eventually anyway, but, um. You know, it'll happen, and, you know, we'll see what happens with that fight. You know, uh, you know I do think with that fight, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge the fact that Charlo didn't fight a great fight that night the first time, whether you think he won or not. You know, uh, I thought, to be honest, the fight wasn't that good either way. They just happened to give it to the challenger, you know, and uh, people were mad about that. It wasn't necessarily that oh, Charlo clearly won or this and that. It was just that, you know, people were mad that the guy with the belt got his belt taken away. But, uh, you know, when I watched the fight, I thought both guys didn't look that good. I could see why either one would get a decision, but they just gave it to the guy, you know, that was a challenger. But, you know, we'll see what happens uh, moving forward with that, you know, you know, I do think that, uh, Charlo, you know, at least leading up to the fight before the, you know, the injury and everything, I do think he was trying to pump himself up where he was, uh, you know, trying to make himself believe that he was going to knock out Harrison and all this stuff. But, you know, I mean, you're going to, you all of a sudden going to knock out a guy that you didn't even drop. You know, good luck with that, homeboy. But, uh, and also, you know, guy when the guys take Ls, man, it's it's hard on them. And you know, a guy like Charlo, he was feeling himself a lot at that time. And uh he had to uh reassess the situation, you know what I mean? Uh if I had if I had some advice for Charlo, what I would tell him is just uh you know, um stay away from Chris Brown and focus on boxing. But um I did hear that AJ exercise the remath clause.
2: Yeah, hold on, we ain't talked about that yet. we we're, oh, we're, okay. we're not there yet. We're not there yet, my man. So yeah, okay. we'll go ahead. And, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's pivot. We want to bring that in, bring that in right now. But as far as the Char- the Charlo Harrison, let me close that out real quick by saying I was looking forward to Charlo. Put it giving that payback to Harrison. And, and when he said he was going to knock him out, I believe he's probably going to knock him out. Uh, Charlo, like Simon said, was feeling himself. He was feeling himself too much. And he was humbled. They took it away from him. And I think that's what he needed. You know, He cried out there. He put his feelings out. And I think that's when he said he don't even play video games because he hate losing. I think that's the type of guy he is. And I think that that not a I, I wouldn't say it was a robbery, but I, I believe he won the fight. But that feeling he got, I think that's gonna wake him up. I think that's exactly what he needed.
1: But on to the next Just one. Face it, your hometown boy lost, man. Face it, he Ooh, did lose. Yeah, and I think, and I, think you know? and I said, and I said that's what he needs.
2: I said he needed that. He needed that, but let's go ahead and go on on to the next Hey man, fuck
3: all that. Fuck all that.
2: Like Simon said, you know, jumping a damn gun. AJ came out, had a little interview. We were gonna bring it in last time, but had the wrong shit. But I got it this time. Let's go ahead and listen to this interview and then talk about it afterwards. This is from uh,
4: anthonyjoshua.com. What's happening, people? I hope you're well live and direct from New York. Still out here, it's the afternoon. Uh, it's a nice day outside. A few days after the fight, we've we had time to reflect, think about certain things. Losing isn't in anyone's nature, whether you're playing chess, PlayStation, or competing at a high level in sport or in business. And I took my first loss. How to explain that feeling? It's happened to me before but I feel like those times I lost years back have made me a stronger person and it hasn't really changed me and my work ethic, my mindset and what I stand for. Um, The people I'm still loyal to, my trainer, Robert McCracken, um, my amateur coach at Finch JBC, still gonna work with these guys, They're still gonna teach me everything I need to know. They've done a great job for me, not only inside the boxing ring, but mainly as a human. They really developed me as a person, which is important. And these guys have been with me for years. My whole management team, and to my supporters as well. I'm not going to change on you, and that's any different. And change my ways. I'm still me. I'm still the same old Anthony Joshua. I'm not speaking in third person, but I'm still the same old Anthony Joshua. The same motivation and trying to better myself through boxing. So about the fight. Look, the whole training camp team pulled together and done a great job. I started my camp off in Sheffield, which I normally do anyway. Was working there for about six weeks, seven weeks, cracking on, come to New York, continue my press tour. There was a lot of issues going on with this uh, fight with Jerome Miller, um, Ortiz pulling out, Ruiz stepping in, but it all makes for the drama show, the entertainment of heavyweight boxing. Um, So I travelled here, I've done my press conference, and then I've gone to Miami, where the setup was spot on. You know, I didn't go out. I went for lunch one day, out in the open. The other other days, had the chef in house who was was cooking, eating in house, and so on. So no contaminated food. Um, I know there's a lot of like accusations and worries about what was wrong with me, but I want to tell you this: um, I'm a soldier, and I have to take my ups and my downs. And on Saturday, I took a loss, and I have to take it like a man. And that's why one of my sayings is, never let success get to your head, and never let your failures get to your heart. It's all about keeping a balance and moving forward, and that's the mindset that I have to keep. It's tough. You know, when you lose sometimes, you know, it feels like it rips away a part of you, but for me, as I said, I'm never going to switch up and change on anyone. I'm still the same me, still ambitious, and I'm still going to walk with my head held high like a champion because... Boxing is a part of my life and I'm a champion at heart and I apply that and adapt that in the ring. Um, congratulations to Andy Ruiz, he has six months or so to be champion because the belts go in the air and he's going to have to defend his title against myself. Within our contract when we were negotiating, we added some clauses as you do, so naturally we uh, added like a rematch clause, uh, date, location and so on. So I wouldn't not mind if it was in New York again I wouldn't mind if it was in England I feel like, as I said, I was stopping off in New York and I'm going to come back home as well so I'd love it to be in England as well but New York, man they opened their arms for me and my whole team and it was phenomenal you know, Madison Square Garden even though it didn't go my way what an undercard the history that was created I'm still speechless like it was, a, it, was a, it was an amazing night, it was an amazing night altogether. You know, from the changing room, was in the niche changing room space, warmed up really well. I had no panic attack, like I'm not that type of person, you know me. And that's why I say, and I'm gonna keep on saying, is that I have to take my loss like a man. No blaming anyone, no blaming anything. I'm the one who went in there to perform, and my performance didn't go to plan. My game plan didn't go to plan. So I have to kind of readjust, Analyze do my best to correct it and uh get the job done in the rematch.
2: and there you have it. Anthony Joshua's exercising the rematch clause against heavyweight champion andy Andy Ruiz jr, making no excuses and uh you know if you want to if you break that down, I think he's admitting to getting knocked down or knocked out during training camp because he, he said every other, every other, you know, rumor that was going around, he said he didn't, it it didn't happen. He said he, he stayed in the whole time. You know, there was the rumor that he might've been partying a little too much. He said, no, I stayed in the whole time. You know, he said he didn't have a panic attack. You know, there was the rumor that he was, he had a panic attack before then, you know, he said, you know, he said everything, everything else that, that, that any rumor that it was, it was wrong. He said that he didn't, he didn't do it. And so that the only rumor that he, he, he didn't dismiss was him getting knocked out. But he, also in that Andy Ruiz has come out and said, you know, if, if it's in the UK, he wants $50 million. And it sounds like a lot of posturing because if you also listen to AJ, he says that there's a, there's a clause in the contract with the, uh, dates uh the location you know and the amount you know in the contract that he signed so a lot of big talk from ruiz but he ain't getting 50 million dollars but it, it sounds real good that little interview almost makes you feel sorry for aj you can see him his eyes getting watery as he's talking you know he 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 sounds like a guy with a lot of class you know i don't know i don't know how to feel about that but he wants the rematch. I'm glad that he exercised the rematch clause. People were saying that they just heard it from Eddie Hearns and they didn't believe it and that he didn't want he didn't really want it. It sounds like he wants it. Deontay Wilder says he doesn't want it. He's getting forced to do it. But there's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. There's a lot in there. JP, how do you feel about that man? Break that whole, whole thing down for us.
0: So I basically I'm 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 right. It's gonna be one or, or the two. Now he dismissed the panic attack shit. I never believed that. But what I said all last Sunday is that was a guy that I had not seen before and I thought we had revision being history to be a solid foundation for the fact. What I mean by that is Anthony Joshua, a younger fighter at this point, had been hurt by Vladimir Klitschko with a clean Vladimir Klitschko right hand, get up, be cognitive enough to talk to the man, recover, and go get him. All of a sudden, a few years later, a more seasoned fighter, you would assume, Andy Ruiz glazes him over the top of his head with this quote-unquote devastating temple shot and he just cannot recover. He's stanky leg and he's looking up. He's walking back he's really doing all kind of shit. So his durability had just is gone. So I said it's either he's punchy. He's like a dude who's been in a war already and his resistance his punch resistance is low. That's what I felt it was initially. Now, hearing this shit now, I haven't seen the audio, and it's always a difference when you only have audio rather than video. <clears throat> hearing this, it sounds like a sale. Could Eddie Hearn be? And now, Eddie Hearn has been out there on some soapbox saying, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you, if you lose. This is the first thing he started saying after the Joshua fight. You know, everybody's lost and come back and done this, that, the other. I'm going to see if he. That Lennox Lewis, this, that, or the other This is what he's saying directly after the fight Could Eddie Hearn Be maniacal Enough To get with this wave out here And sell Comeback story With panic attacks With everybody with depression And all this shit And they want to hold off the Wilder fight Wilder went on ahead and sold up two fights Maybe we take a dive Against a Mexican Maybe we take a dive against a Mexican, bring it back. Now, if let's just let's take this as a truth and this happened. Boy, it's gonna work because the attention for this, these Mexicans are going crazy, y'all. You know the Mexicans is like, man, all his hand speed and just quick feet. You know now he got super hand speed and quick feet. Everybody's like, you got him, hook, line, sinker. So if this could have possibly been the plan. Because to me, that just hearing this, this audio, it felt like a something you hear on TV of a guy talking about how to get over depression and you can do it too. And then he comes back and, he, and he's triumphant. And now he starts to consider his mental illness and shit. This is the way. This is what everybody's doing these days. This is how you get paid. So it's one or the other, man. Either that man really got knocked out. In hurt a lot in training And was just fucking punchy And this is why you see Joshua's father storming across the ring It wasn't because he had a panic attack it's because his son's been being hurt And sparring And it's still punchy His punch resistance is low Or it's a cell. One or the other
2: boy, That boy put a little Xanax AJ wouldn't fall for it So he put the Xanax in the water People, people were saying that too what about Ruiz, talking about he won $50 million
0: to fight in the UK? We ain't paying attention to that. Uh, Ruiz is going to do, he's going to, you know, he, he, uh, he a pawn in this, if you ask me. But, uh, you know, he, he does <laughs> have the belt, so no, no disrespect to that. He has the belt. But Anthony Joshua is still the A-side and still going to be calling the shots. And we'll see that uh, based on where the fight is going to be at. And Anthony Joshua will still get the bigger purse. Yeah, most
2: definitely. Now, the zone has lucked up into, you know, another good fight, even though it's probably not going to be a good fight. It might end up the way everybody saw the first one going, but it could be a good fight. But, yeah, the Mexicans are going crazy. They done pulled something off. I don't know if it was on purpose. I don't think, he, you know, they it, it was that deep. But, you know, they done lucked up, so they got the Ruiz Joshua 2 coming up. We'll see if it's in the U.K. It might not even... He, they were talking about it. It seems like Hearns wants it in the, in the UK, but we'll we'll see we'll see where it is. Because if you notice, Joshua was sort of selling New York City again. So we'll see how it goes. Janelle, you heard it, man. Your boy sounded like he uh, we needed a, a violin in the background. How'd you feel about that? Go ahead and break it down for us.
0: I mean, I I, I mean, hey.
1: As far as uh, Andy Ruiz getting $50 million, of course it's not going to happen, but he's basically saying that he's not going to London to fight, basically, because they ain't paying him that. A- and, of course, he knows that. But that's his the way of saying you know, the fight won't be in the UK, because if you go to the UK, AJ will get away with anything he want to do, whether it's jab or grab, whether it's rabbit punching, or if he those logos, Shit, he could do a fucking drop kick, you know, he'll get away with it <laughs> in the UK. So, kudos to Andy Ruiz for basically letting him know that I'm I'm not going to London the fight. You know what I mean? Um, if AJ... I mean... I think AJ feels that he can win. But of course, he's got to be very cautious because like, that hand speed was too much for him. It wasn't necessarily even the power. It was the hand speed because he was getting beat to the punch a lot. I mean, as soon as he was getting his shots off and land that right hand, it's like... Okay, he would just drop his hands and just stay there. And then he started throwing, like, three, four punches to answer him back. And it just fucked him up. You know what I mean? But uh, I think AJ feels like he can win the fight. I think he feels he can win, but he's going to have to be extremely cautious. And uh, I favor him to win as long as it's like if he fights dirty, he has to fight dirty. He can't fight a pretty fight and beat Andy Ruiz because he's not going to win a pretty fight against Ruiz. He's going to have to jab and grab. He's going to have to fight dirty, and uh, and impose himself.
0: You know what I mean?
2: All right. Well, hey, Sam. Uh, last last show, you did say that he looked that Joshua looked like a guy that got knocked, that was getting beat up during the uh, during the training camp. How did you feel about that interview? And then, how do you feel about Andy Ruiz Jr. talking about fifty million on a fight in the UK?
5: Um, you know, I think with uh, Ruiz, he's doing what you know anybody that would do or should do in that position. Uh, you know, aim high. You know, uh, you know, settle somewhere in the middle. You know. Maybe a little bit more to your advantage, you know. What I mean, he's basically saying, "Hey, I got the bell sound and everything." So, you know, everything now from now on is in the negotiation, and I got a lot more leverage than I had in the past. You know, uh, as far as the, you know, the performance and the fight. You know, when I watched the fight, I was just watching the fight, thinking like, you know, I seen it, and you know, I didn't think AJ was Marvin Hagler, Danny Garcia, Golovkin, as far as chin. But I've seen his chin be, been hit before. And, you know, sometimes he gets dropped, sometimes he gets hurt. But I didn't see him react so uh, devastatingly weak as far as the punch resistance, resistance before. So, you know, there was a lot of questions. And I mentioned it, that, you know, did some happen in sparring, something like that. You know, now rumors came out and everything. And not, not, look, I'm not expecting them to come out and confirm it. You know, because uh, You know, for a lot of reasons But also, you know, at the end of the day You know, people got to understand this It doesn't matter what happened It's not going to change the result He lost Not going away Whether he was your biggest fan I mean, you were the biggest fan of him Whether he was your favorite, you know, fighter All this and that Hey man, he's got a loss It's never going to go away He got stopped he doesn't have the belts no more. That's not going to change. So, move now. It's all about the future. Can he win the rematch? Will he win the rematch? Where is the rematch going to be? What's he going to do in the rematch? That's all that matters. At the end of the day, you know we can you know go back and forth and talk about it and everything, whatever. But you know the past doesn't matter. You know he he's not the champion no more. He's a challenger. He's got to he's back in the proving himself business. So, you know, we'll see. You know, I you know, I have my doubts. I'm not I'm not sure he can win that rematch. You know, a lot of people believe, you know, this is what happened. You know, this is what he's going to do, but you know, AJ was good at being AJ. You know, and we could talk about his style. I don't feel like talking about his style, but you know, if you watch enough AJ, he is what he is. To me, he's never been a guy that um can do more than what he's good at you know and which is you know an aggressive an imposing physically strong big guy heavyweight that takes you out I didn't see much finesse in him in his career. Everybody's talking this finesse and this boxing and all this stuff, you know, that he's gonna do in Ruiz, well I gotta see him do it. If he does it, I'll give him the credit, but until he does it, I'm not gonna give AJ credit for doing that. You know what I mean? I've never seen him be a Tyson Fury or something like that. So until that, um, I'm not gonna just give him the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, as far as his uh video or whatever, audio you know, yeah, that's uh, you what I was talking it, about. It was good. It was good. I liked it. You know, I liked it. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of excuse making. It was. You know, let me take my L and let me go back to the drawing board. So I did like that. You know, much respect to him. You know, I know you call him a UK brother, but hey, there's a lot of American brothers that can't take an L. A man did take his L like a man. You got to respect that. No, most definitely. I did respect
2: it. That's why, you know, I said I almost want to feel sorry for him. I respected what he did. He went out with some class. So we'll see if he uh, beats uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. in the rematch. I think he will. I'm taking on all bets for the easy work. I think I'm gonna put some money on the KO at Vegas for sure because that's gonna be some
5: easy. Yeah,
2: work. I'll begin at you. Yeah, hey, makes. Make I think sure you a thoroughly
1: born fight. He beats him in a thoroughly boring fight. That's what I see. I think opposite.
2: he sleeps him. I think he sleeps him in six. But
1: hey, man, fuck all
3: that. Fuck all that.
2: Now, I'm not sure who it was, but not too long ago, I'm pretty sure it might have been Sam or Janelle. Not too long ago, I said, you know, Cam- uh, Amir Khan is it was good sorry. for boxing, and he's one of he's one of the yeah probably was he was Amir Khan is one of the most popular boxers in the game and that boxing needs uh, Amir Khan. And somebody was like, you know, Amir Khan, blah, 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 he's nothing. Amir Khan is pulling a Floyd Mayweather and going to fight some guy in India, the Indian champion, for eight mil. Doing what Amir Khan does, talking himself up, saying he's only got a few more fights and it's time to get the big money. Of little easy eight million, Amir Khan's still making a name for himself in the game. JP. Do you respect this power move made by, you know, Amir Khan? Fighting this Indian bow, (laughs) some some Indian guy. But you got to realize he's what? He's Pakistani and this is Indian. You know, India, Pakistani has got those ties. You know, he's bringing two worlds together
0: out there. Remember that. Yeah. And I feel like if Amir can capitalize on this type of fallback, Manny Pacquiao should definitely be able to go do a world tour. But Manny's fighting stiff competition. That's another story. But uh, do I respect it out of Amir, Amir Khan? Um, two things: I, Do I can respect it competitively? No. Yeah. Do I respect it as hey, a guy saying, you know what? Fuck being a champion in the ring. I going to be a champion at the bank. Yes, because I always hold that out for athletes slash human beings. Uh, the latter is what people tend to forget about. We, as fans, tend to forget these people have a real family just like yours. Like your son, he has one of those too, for real. And he has to take care of him. So he has to make money moves. Sometimes it it doesn't fit in our interest, which is nine times out of ten, hey, go fight the best thing right now and risk it all. That's usually not how a guy who's trying to narrate his business thinks. So. Yeah, uh, so I'm split, but I've been long been over Amir so I care not to truly see it. Janelle,
2: Khan's out here making power moves.
1: Amir going to India, I mean, I mean he's basically cashing out on his career, man. I mean, the guy, you know what I'm saying, he's not among the elite. He would never be among the elite welterweights. Actually, I don't think he ever was among the elite of oh, welterweights, honestly. Um, I mean, I
3: mean no, that man's cashing
2: out. Man. Huh? I said, yeah, he not at welterweight.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I mean he's just clearly cashing out, man. He knows his career.
5: It. Yeah, but you did think it's, he it's, would give Crawford problems, but, you know,
1: that's okay. I didn't say problems like that. I said, like, his hand speed would be an issue, but I was probably thinking more of the Khan that was in his prime,
5: but it's You're like you know, damn, I, I the mean, only issues Khan was going to give was with his own wife, and Anthony Joshua, he was never going to give Terence Crawford issues.
1: In his prime, I think his hand speed would have offset,
5: offset some things. He still would have lost. He still suffered the same. Thing. He still got knocked out. But it's like oh, now hey, it's his prime. But before it was that like you thought he was going to give him problems in that fight that they just had.
1: But you know, we know. I what said it momentarily. I said momentarily. Check the archives. I said
5: momentarily. No, but and at the, time the fact won, that you even thought huh? that is crazy. But oh, keep going yo, ahead. Yo, yo, keep, keep, get keep, keep talking about what you're talking about. Are you hearing this dude that here,
1: man? Hey, this dude has something else. I'll tell you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing something else, man. But, I mean, I mean hey, he's clearly casting out. It's a few years ahead of him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean... It's a few years ahead of him, so, so it's like the I mean, guy's just clearly cashing out. He's just getting his last few paydays and about to call it a quits on his career because he knows he's not going to beat the top echelon at 147, and he can't make 140 anymore. It's what it is. He's just cashing out. I don't fault him for it.
2: Yeah, he's out here. He's out here doing big things, making power moves. But yeah, I think he's. I think he still got another big fight up his sleeve.
0: <laughs> um, maybe the Brook fight. I who? think he
2: got the Brook fight. Again, who? Yeah, he still got
1: the Brook fight. Against who? Against, like, against Kel Brook. Man, Kel, man, he may.
3: I think so the go ahead and get, go you know, over
1: there. I think the Kel Brook and Crawford well, fight is being made next. I think that's going to be Crawford's next opponent. I really see that fight happening.
5: And I'll definitely yeah, go yeah, to that Well,
2: fight. you. Go you you See that. You, Whoa, hold, on, you,
5: hold yeah. On. on. Yeah. Come on. No, no, He's like no, Stevie no, Wonder. Hey, put a break on it, Willis you well hold on. Why would you want to go to Kel Brook Crawford fight? Because it's gonna be a good fight. Because he
3: what?
1: thinks he thinks that Brook can be, he thinks Kel Brook can <laughs> mess with Crawford, which is crazy. i mean Crawford's
3: gonna win, team? but Kel
1: Brook is gonna give him issues. Oh, El Kel- No, El Kel- no. El Kel-
3: come on, will, give
5: said all will give issues. He will give issues. I'm taking all bets too, but I know the
1: fight. I said hey, Crawford's gonna win, but Kel's gonna give him issues. I agree He's with you
0: now. Yeah. He's gonna give
1: him issues. I'm sorry.
5: Oh. oh, okay. Right, I'm good man. with that. I'm good with that. Let's 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 hope they happen, and then we will revisit this whole discussion. I'm not gonna argue. We I'm remember Brooks gave I'm gonna be quiet about this.
1: Kel Brook gives everybody issues, man. Nobody has an easy time with Kel Brook. Nobody. Well,
2: well we going to see Kell Brook. I don't think, I think that's going to be easy work for Crawford. Easy. But we'll see. Right. I don't even know why we've been talking. I don't even know why hey, we're hey, talking 90. about that. That fight ain't going to happen. You said
1: El uh, was going to have easy time with Kell Brook also. And that wasn't easy.
2: Amir Khan, Amir Khan is going to be fighting Kell Brook before it's said and done. So he's going over there to India to bring two worlds together and to make a quick eight mil.
5: Like Floyd, yeah, I don't count know. another man's money. Power move. So get your money, American. You know you ain't in your prime no more. You gotta, you know, collect as much as you can based off your name until you can't. Because at a certain point, you can't. The well will go dry. He's trying to get his money. I ain't got no. I ain't mad at that. You know what I mean? But um, you know, I do got to say one thing though. Your boy, your man, Willis Kenny Porter. Came out and said Uh they signed the contract, and they're waiting on the boogeyman. Strap season. Man down. The greatest puncher at welterweight ever. That's what people say. Nobody wants to fight. Biggest, strongest welterweight. They're waiting on him to sign that contract. What is going on with that? Who's the
1: biggest welterweight ever? Who's the biggest puncher at welterweight? That's, great that's how you guys treated
5: him. He
2: was just.
1: That's
2: what you guys. He was treated just. Him he was being facetious, man. He was just playing around. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I saw, yeah. You, yeah. You sent that to me. I saw. I saw that. Uh, Spence said he wasn't going to fight. What's going on
5: fight. with
2: that, man? I don't know. I mean, I seen pics of Spence. He's looking pretty. He's looking pretty puffy. You know, he's out there. He's out there buying buying tight shirts and uh, tight chains, man. So. He's living his life. He said but, but, but he wasn't But to fight. No, but, Willa,
5: but this is what I'm really getting at, my man. This Willa, is are you what getting he there? said. He said this. When they were face-to-face with the guy he said it was little, and he would knock him out easy and all this stuff and put him to sleep, right? He told him, he said, why would I fight you when I can knock out Shawn Porter and go the easy route? Well, now it sounds like he's – Taking a long time to sign the contract to go the easy route. What's
0: going on? So you yeah, don't I mean, that's Crawford what I just, and you don't I think that's what we were just
5: talking
2: about. I think he's going to be, he, I think he was, on, he was waiting on, he was waiting on, he was waiting on, he was waiting on Manny and then he didn't want to fight. So I'm sure the fight's still going to happen and I'm sure it's going to be the next fight. But he just, you know, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Kenny Porter's putting the pressure on as he should, but I don't think no, that's that No, but this big is the a thing, deal. dude. The date was,
5: August, I believe third. Bro, we're in he said he ain't fighting August third.
2: He already came out and oh, said so he we wasn't got fighting to... that day. No, but that's so we my gotta move Why on? he didn't push that? Who knows? He who knows? I don't know. But I don't think it's because he's scared I mean, to fight. Janelle, bite. hey, Janelle
5: I think thinks I don't agree with this. Janelle thinks that there may be some Canelo things going on. He thinks uh, Spence might be trying to do the. The two way class thing. He might be trying to go. Forget Sean Porter. I'm just gonna go straight to Canelo. I don't think that's what's going on. But he thinks Spence might be thinking about a Canelo fight. I don't think Spence can make 150
1: or uh, uh, 147
5: anymore. I don't think I, I really think he can make
1: 147 anymore. I think he's really, I think 154 or 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 a big payday with Canelo is what he's looking at. I mean how big guy the guy's blown up in between fights, man. He's living the good life, man. 147 is, I don't think it's possible anymore for
2: him. I mean that's that, that makes sense. He he is getting puffy out there. And that would be that man, would I'm be an excellent that, reason why he isn't signing.
5: My thing we'll is we'll what, what's, what's really what going, going on, here. on
2: here.
5: You know, what's really going on? Well we know he here. was waiting for Manny at
2: first. He was waiting for the Pacquiao fight. He didn't get that. So maybe he's waiting for the Canelo. I mean, Janelle might be right. But he was I, re- I remember hearing.
5: I mean, he was hoping for it, but he he said it. Sometimes you yeah, have to watch, read it. the fine print, or listen to the audio. He said, "Easy route." It seems like he he knew kind of for a while he was going to fight Tom Porter, or that was a good chance. You know.
2: Yeah, I don't really. Paulo, I,
0: you know, what I, I mean? mean, I hear
2: you, but I don't really get. I don't really get where you're going with
0: it. Well, sorry, if he's looking for needed, bigger mics trying to insinuate like Spence is ducking Porter Spence has been No,
3: I'm not Porter saying No, like no, rack.
5: I'm not saying that. No, what I'm saying is if you ain't fighting in August, but that was the easy route. But then you didn't want to fight Crawford because you wanted the easy route. What are you doing?
0: Well,
5: now we yeah, we know. heard you. you. you just said Camilo, that
3: 18 bro. times. We, okay. we give you okay, reasons what, and, and you keep asking the same you question. You were never going to get the Look,
5: here's the thing. It got what after he thing? fought. Here's the thing. After he fought Mikey Garcia, right? Things started. Getting yeah, you're gonna leaked out there. You're gonna say he there, there didn't want to fight
1: Crawford. You're gonna say the same thing. We know what you're gonna say, though. You just said it. No, it ain't, get even, you.
5: it ain't even that. It ain't even that. It's very simple. It's not even about Crawford. It's very, it's about, hey, bro. You said you wanted all the belts. You said, and the Porter fight is fine with me. I'm good with the Porter fight. To be honest, I actually don't have a problem if they don't fight in August because the date that they were proposing was a date that if I wanted to go to that fight, I couldn't even get to that fight that day. So I'm good with that. My point is, what's the plan? What are you trying to do? You don't want to fight in August now. What's going on? I'm sure
2: he'll let us know. I'm sure he'll let us know, and we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be something
5: going to be I a fight, a, and if it's not a fight worthwhile,
0: man. then we can do it. I, need to I mean, we can't patience. give it to you. That's all I need. No. I, need I need to give to you. I can't that give you, the Voluntary. you know, I
5: wouldn't
0: doubt it that Canelo Canelo's probably coming down. Canelo's been getting smaller and smaller as he comes down from when he fought Chavez. I believe Canelo probably could make a catch at 156 or something like that. You know, maybe 157. But I don't and Errol, you know, Arrow could come in at 152. Why not? Shit, for all the marbles, that, that's a giant fight. That's a giant fight. That's pay-per-view that we all play for.
1: Especially so, if it's Houston a- with a high population down in, a Mexico population down in Houston, Texas, and, of course, uh, Errol Spence is from Texas. I mean, that could be a fucking outdoor event, man, in Texas Stadium.
5: Hell, yeah, well, I guess That's I Khan won't be won't be the only one cashing out hey, i
1: I mean, hey, I think a lot of guys see armor or see chinks in canelo, a lot of guys do a lot of guys do, and rightfully so, because, of course the insane, I think he feels like he could really win the fight. I think el I think he loses, but I think he believes that he could really win the fight. I think he's just going to get overpowered.
2: Well, well, we'll see, man. I think we were talking about Khan anyway. Khan making major moves. So we'll go on to the next one. Sam said he wanted unification. Hey,
3: man, fuck all that. Fuck all that.
2: We got some hey, unifications how about you, this, you going know. on. He got Hold on, man. How about what you
1: this? talking about? We, we ain't going. Th- hey, we on to the next. It's a light heavyweight. What are you talking about? That's in the works. A uh, tournament in the works. How about that? I don't think if I ever talked about that yet. Well, actually, I didn't. But the light heavyweight that's in the works with Kovalev, um, uh, Buval, um all, all top light heavyweights. I read it earlier online. I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be very interesting, right there." It's gonna be like a super yeah. six for light heavyweights.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see what's that. We can we can talk about that, but we were talking about unification, and that, and and we've got a big fight that's gonna be coming up, and I think it's gonna be in Dallas, Texas, in July, I believe. Maurice Hooker versus Ramirez for unification at one forty. I think this is gonna be I think this is gonna be a, a excellent fight. I've been looking forward to this. Hooker is a guy that that I like. Went over there to uh went over there to the UK and won that and won a belt. Can't remember exactly who he who he who he beat, but he gave him that work. Went over UK won a belt, fought who was uh, Hooker's last fight? I think he fought somebody good after that in their hometown, gave him some work. Hooker's a good guy. Ramirez, I'm not, that's RC's boy out there in California. His last fights, he's been looking a little weak. He's supposed to be going up. So we'll see. I think that's a good fight. I'm, I, I think that's going to be an excellent fight. Maybe we'll see some type of fight of the year because both of these guys are going to go at it. Um, and But I think Hooker's got the skills. That's gonna that's gonna win this fight and be able to unify. Hey JP, we got a big fight coming up, Hooker versus Ramirez. How do you see that one? I mean, not, I guess you don't have to make a pick, but you know, are you interested in this fight for the unification at at uh, junior welterweight?
0: Slightly interested. I'm a, you know, I guess I'll make an early prediction and take Ramirez. I think he's just gonna be able to out tough Hooker. You know, slider build. And Hooker won't be able to get from him all night long. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm not too high on Hooker and not too high on Ramirez. But I do think uh, Ramirez will win a, a fight that kind of have to test, test Hooker's toughness, and he just won't be able to hold up to it. Hey, uh, Sam, how do
5: you feel about that fight? No, I like that fight. I think it's going to be a very entertaining fight. Um, I agree with JP, you know, uh, about that. Uh, you know, I lean towards Ramirez, where, you know, the thing with Ramirez is he's the type of guy that if you can't, um, you're going to have to get a, his level of respect, you know, with, with your punching power for him to not be able to, you know, eventually put, impose his will on you. And I do think. Hooker don't have the type of punching power to get that type of respect, so I do think Ramirez will eventually impose his will on him, but I do think that fight will be very entertaining. And um, I do think that um, the winner of that fight will be in line for a big fight with uh, uh, the pro gray and a... What's his name? Uh, Josh... Was it Josh Taylor? Fight? Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, so... I think um it's gonna it's gonna lead up to a, you know eventually a very big fight at one forty. Janelle, how do you feel about that fight, man?
2: Hooker versus Ramirez. You know well, because case,
1: man, Simon Ramirez well because Simon picked Ramirez, I'm gonna go with Hooker. I think he's gonna hook him to death. <laughs> I can't I can't go with Simon again, man. I gotta go against him. Uh. So I'm going i I'm, I'm going for Hooker. Well,
2: that's good. Uh, I think Hooker. Last time we saw Ramirez, he looked pretty. He looked pretty weak. In fact, and I think Hooker is way better than uh, Jose Zepeda. I think the guy we saw, we saw him against Orozco get a unanimous decision. Amir Khan. He, I mean, not Amir Khan. Amir Amon, He beat. Um, you know, he's got some hard right wins, but he is big. And but Hooker, I think Hooker is pretty good so I think Hooker is going to win but we're not going to make any, any um any picks right now but I think that think that's where we're going to end I know Janelle was talking about some lightweight tournament we'll look into that and maybe talk about that on Sunday it did sound very interesting see where Kovalev oh, yeah. is yeah. yeah see yeah see where Kovalev is so before we get out of here JP what you got going on in the relatively fat and black podcast going on out there, man.
0: Oh, man, I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. Might do some might not. You know, I got a flexible schedule. You know, it's good to be the owner and the CEO because you do what the fuck you want to do. So I don't put any pressure on myself. Willa does. Willa puts tons of pressure on himself. He's on a schedule. Me as the CEO of my empire, I choose not to do that. So we'll see. We'll see.
2: I feel you. I feel you to each his own man. So, uh, son, before we get out of here, anything else you got?
5: No, I ain't got, you know, too much to say, man. I mean, I said, I, I think I basically got everything I wanted to get out there. You know, um, you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I know we all, you know, we all, we all ain't just boxing fans, you know, we fans of other sports and, you know, hey, tomorrow night, man, big game, we'll see what happens, man. I think it's do or die either way. I think Toronto seals the deal if they win. I think if the Warriors tired it up. I think the Warriors pull it out. The championship.
2: Yeah, Kawhi Kawhi's Kawhi, hey, something. so. Uh,
0: let me know, man. Just hit me up.
2: Sure. All right, that's how that's how we're gonna end it, man. Outside of the boxing podcast midweek show, we'll catch you on Sunday to break down the fight, see if Golovkin's looking any good, see how how fast um, Valdez knocks out that guy. So we'll catch y'all on Sunday, outside of the boxing podcast. Peace.